0: It's a hockey show for you, the best fans in the AHL. Comets Insider on 94.9 K Rock. Brought to you by Pathfinder Bank, Slocum Dixon Medical Group, and by Labatt Blue. Yashik to Gaunt's right
1: circle is shot. Blocker save made. Rebound. LeBlanc to the goal. Another stop by Huska Puck. Loosen from Bennett out of the air and they score. It's Gadjevich on the doorstep. He puts the Comets on the board. 1-0. Utica, two minutes and finish. 15 seconds in. Woods with a takeaway. Gives to Banks across the ice. McEwen, he can walk it home now. McEwen into the empty net, and he scores. Zach McEwen with his first goal since March 6th. One month to the day. He hands it into the empty net, putting the icing on the cake of what's sure to be
0: a 4-0 victory for the Utica Comets. It's time to go top shelf at the 72
2: Tavern and Grill. It's Rain Man and Scoop. I'm Rain Man. Scoop, say hello. Hello. Wacy Hamilton is with us, number 36. Say hello, please.
3: Hello, everyone.
2: I'm very excited to have you here. You're one of my favorite guys to talk to over the past few years. One of my favorite guys to watch play on the ice. It's just, first, well, in the locker room. Let's start there. As, As I mentioned to you before we got on the air, it's the respect that you command from your teammates, uh, we were talking about Jamie Cyphers, Carter Banks, and all one of those guys. Darren Archibald, the guy that's not even here. There's just a handful of guys over the past few years, and you're one of them in that upper tier. Uh, on the ice, I mean, it's 110%, the unattainable. You always give that. Your body pays the price for it. And, and then, of course, it, it's just fun to talk to you. So welcome.
3: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's very nice of you. Back me
4: up. Well, uh, you know, the one word that comes to mind is grit. When uh, we watch you play, hustle is another word that comes to mind. Uh, how frustrating though has this season been dealing with the bumps, the bruises the knocks on the head you know uh, you're sitting here smiling but I mean it probably didn't feel uh, like all smiles throughout the various Uh, points of this season I'm
3: smiling because of how ridiculously (laughs) frustrating it was Um, this personally for me has probably been the hardest year that I've had since becoming a professional hockey player Um, Just missing so much time with my concussion right at the start of the season, you know, not coming, not playing my first game of the season until after Christmas. Um, I remember speaking to you in the hallway about
2: that, actually. You were relieved to be back.
3: Yeah, and like there was a couple times, uh, you know, throughout that whole concussion process where I was really close to getting back and like I think I even had an interview with the media kind of thinking, you know, I'm going to play this upcoming weekend and then symptoms would come on later on in the week and I'd, ha- I'd be out for you know a couple more weeks three more weeks and so it was just frustrating that way you know you think you're so close to getting back from it and then these symptoms raise their ugly heads and and uh you know i'm on the shelf again for a little bit
2: let me just back that up with uh, we had thatcher on before his call-up because he had a delay to his season as well he was battling the same issue and you were both very forthcoming it's the one injury that you can't put your finger on when it comes to a concussion or anything like that, because you don't know how it's going to play out. It's different for everybody. You think you're there, and then something just something strange will happen, and it sets you back. Exactly. And, and you had said to me, it's about having a family and having kids now and things yeah. like that, especially you've been playing a handful of years now, too. Yeah. So you've you got to consider some different things.
3: Yeah, like if, I, if this was... Um you know the old ways. back in my first few years pro when uh, you know when i wasn't married and when I didn't have a daughter and and one on the way at, at that, that time now sure. now she's um, she's with us now but you know you just learn that there's there's a lot of other things in life you know i hockey has given me literally everything i have it it took me to the town where i met my wife uh it's given me a career uh, you know up until this point and hopefully a few more years down the road and um so obviously hockey is always going to be very important to me even when i retire i'd like to stay stay in the game in some capacity um you know but at the end of the day right now uh you know i got to think of them and and be smart about not coming back too early from a concussion you know a head injury you know it's a different it's different if it's a different body part but you know you can have hips and knees and shoulders replaced you can't can't have a brain replaced so um it's it's just been frustrating that way and then coming back for a little bit um i think i played 17 games and then i uh, you know kind of buggered up my neck and and that ended up in uh, giving me concussion-like symptoms again. It wasn't a concussion, but um, it's just it's just been a long, frustrating season for me. And then on the flip side of it, you know, when you watch your team struggling down the stretch here, you know, probably the mo- definitely the most important time of the year. You know, that just kind of adds to the frustration and anxiety of, you know, not being able to help and, and wanting to get back into the lineup to help your team. But... Um so it's, it's been a tough season.
2: Casey Hamilton is with us. That's why I love talking to you cuz you get a you get a professional you're you're candid. You get a professional <laughs> answer, you're very candid, forthcoming. We appreciate that. Utica comments and on 94.9 K Rock. We're at the 72 Tavern and Grill. Uh we can all attest to it, it smells fantastic for the 10 cent wings. Um, Rain Man Scoop is here. All right. We got we got heavy there for a minute talking about the injuries, but let's just talk about <laughs> Some basic stuff. We all know what happened this weekend. There was the loss to Toronto, the win against Hartford, and then another loss to Providence. There is one more 3-3, three and three, three games left in this season. The Comets will not make the playoffs. They are mathematically eliminated. But let's just focus on how great it felt to get that 4 nothing win. It's the first regulation win since middle to second week of February. February, February 13th. Yeah, so it's been a while. It's six weeks without a regulation win. There's been a couple of overtime wins yeah. and things like that but there's then been injuries and call-ups and you you addressed that i think there's a frustration within the locker room last week scoop we we were reading the quote from brendan uh from uh, brendan gauntz who said we're frustrated we're point blank frustrated having some trouble scoring goals after there was a stretch where the team played really well you're in that locker room you can talk to that
3: yeah well and that's that's the fr- the real frustrating thing about it is through this stretch um, of games where we haven't been getting many wins, um, the team has been playing insanely hard yeah and we deserved a, a lot more wins than we got throughout this last little bit, I thought um, but I mean at the end of the, at the end of the day that's hockey I mean we're, you're going to go on stretches where you're not playing well and you're able to squeak out wins somehow, but right this last little stretch, you know, the guys are, the guys are playing hard. They're, they're selling out and, you know, re- out-shooting teams almost every game. Yep. Almost every single game and some of those games by a large margin. Yeah, very much so. Um, and, you know, just not, not getting bounces and, and, you know, that's just kind of the way it goes, but it, it definitely added to the frustration.
4: Well, I was curious because I saw the tweet from ben burnell and he talked about the last regulation win coming on february 13th so i went back and i kind of looked at the schedule and it was at that point that the team the comets started to have those uh, amazing comebacks down three down two yeah. and getting some wins and and those wins often in overtime or shootout wins but then there was an overtime loss to bridgeport sound and then we win March 1st against Hershey. Then we can't get a win for a while. Get a second win only a, of two in March against Laval at home. It just it got into a stretch where, you know, we, we'd score one or two. If we did score three, they'd score five. Yeah. Oftentimes it, an empty netter they'd get at the end when you're, when you're pressing and you're trying to get that tying goal. Uh, what an exercise in frustration the month of March has been, and uh, you can just see it when Coach Call has to talk to the media. Yeah. Uh, he's wearing it on his
2: face right now. Yeah, he's been a little frustrated himself. You can build off your answer with this, where we saw I, we saw one game where he was not happy with officiating, and I've never seen him do it. But he's slam, he was slamming the door on the bench, leaving the ice. He's just enough's enough, and you can yeah. tell he, he feels you guys deserve better than
3: this. Yeah. And, I mean, that's kind of, that's what happens when, you know, you reach your boiling point. It's just like, you know, finally a game where, uh, you know, maybe we get a couple goals, but then, you know, maybe we get a couple questionable calls and that maybe costs us a game. You know, it's just like, what do we have to do to get a win right now? And I think, you know, that's just kind of been the moral of the story kind of down the stretch here. But... At the end of the day, um, you know a lot of these teams are, are probably going through some of the same stuff that we are. You know, injuries and call ups and stuff like that. And you know, it's it's on us to to be able to squeak wins out through those tough stretches. And, and we haven't. And um, you know, that's kind of what we're the most frustrated about.
2: It's Wacy Hamilton here with us, Utica Comets insider from the 72 Tavern and Grill with 94.9 K Rock just talk about coach Colin in general i think that he has been fantastic for the past couple of seasons with and nobody feels bad for you we say that all the time with injuries and call-ups and things like yeah. that that's the nature of the beast in the game it's a business at the end of the day that's also a part of it that a lot of people forget but he he has he has had a way of keeping the guys together that he has on the roster on any given day it changes all the time Uh, We're big fans of Coach Call. We talk about it all the time. Uh, We think that the way, and you can attest to this, but he he communicates well with players. He's smart. He knows this league, and continue.
3: Yeah, I mean, culler has been dealt a pretty tough hand his first two years as a head coach in this league. You know, you go back to last year, and we had 58 or 59, I can't remember the exact number, uh, players playing a game for us last year. Like, that's an insane amount and unprecedented really and you'd think the next season you know you'd kind of get back to normal well it just seemed to roll back over into this season um, you know we've, we've had a, a tough go as far as injuries again this year a lot of call ups a lot of bodies through the lineup and um, you know he's, he's dealt with that really well the last two years I think you know he just kind of implements that next man up mentality and, you know, you never. Uh, the thing I like about uh, color and the coaching staff is they don't really address it. To, uh, they don't address the injury problems and. and, and you know possible excuses we could make to the team they just kind of keep moving forward and uh, almost like it's a non-issue and and then you know if they're not thinking about it then the guys are like oh geez maybe you know maybe it's not a big deal we'll just keep rolling forward and you know last year we were able to keep rolling and and get wins and this year it's kind of those wins have been harder to come by
4: when uh you go through a month of march uh, that you get two wins and you have the frustrations that you have uh you personally Wacy, is there anything that you look back on this from this season on this whole year uh, as a whole that was a bright spot something that uh, stands out to you as being uh, a really cool moment or a, a great game that was that was a highlight i mean i was kind of thinking about this today because you know we're winding the season down I kind of thought the Purple Heart designation thing was one of the highlights uh, of the entire season. For you, what would that be, or was it just boy, just a just a frustrating season? No, I mean, and it, you're looking forward to start a new
3: one. I, I mean, it's a long season, and sure, we've there's been frustrating moments, but like you said, there's there's been highlights through the year. That Purple Heart game was unbelievable. Um, it was it was so good that we were able to to put it on and and help. Uh, help honor those military veterans in that way and and, um you know to be the first uh
2: designated yeah
3: designated purple heart organization or team there are
2: eight in all of sports all of professional sports in every sport baseball football every sport one of eight
3: exactly so i mean that was a huge honor for us i know all the guys got so jacked up for that game um you know the jerseys that they came out with were unbelievable um you know I thought that was very cool and then as far as i um, the hockey side of it more the playing side of it um you know like you said we had some unbelievable comebacks this year yeah and I mean we've had some exciting games and um you know coming back from three or four down sometimes I personally like for me because I've missed so much time it's it's a little bit different for me not being on the bench during some of those games. But the one that sticks out to me was the one against Cleveland here at home. We get out shots 17-2, I think, in the first period. and That's right, yeah. <laughs> we had no business being in that game.
2: Yeah, I, I remember that. I remember it's, asking that question. I, I think we
3: got down like 2 or 3 nothing, um, And Lates was unbelievable. It could have been probably... 7 or 8 nothing after the first period. Yeah, Lay- you still just had that Layton game. was unbelievable, and and he bought us some time to kind of find our game, and, and we come back in the third. And um,
4: There's about 10 minutes to go in the second. I noticed that the floodgates started turning. to turn. The, the, yeah. the, 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 you started to get them back on their heels a little bit, Yeah, and then the amazing comeback transpired. Yeah.
3: And, and there was a few games like that. So, I mean, the, those are always fun to be a part of. Um, you don't want to have those too often, but... Uh, you know, they're they fun to be a part of.
2: Wasey Hamilton with us here, 94.9 K-Rock, Utica comments and Saturday from the 72 Tavern and Grill. I want to bring up Jamie Seifers, a guy that we've mentioned here. Uh, he's the IOA American Specialty AHL Man of the Year. We brought up military and the Purple Heart game and things like that. That'll be the last comment of segment one, and then Wasey will be back with us in segment two, but let's just do that quick.
3: Yeah, Seif's is uh, he's one of the best guys I've met Playing pro hockey in even in my life, like he's just he 's a great character guy a character guy he 's a guy every dressing room would want yeah. and need um, he's he 's so hard working he 's fearless on the ice, and then off the ice in the community, he has done so much him and Rick, Rick Redmond kind of spearheading the whole um, uh, hometown hero thing, um, you know, bringing bringing those veterans down after the game. You know, show them around, talk to them, kind of get to know them, get to know their story a little bit.
2: Um, it's not like he pops out for ninety seconds and goes back to the locker room. Exactly. By the way, he spends a significant amount of time. As much time is. Necessary or needed, or the hometown here when their family require and want to spend with them.
3: Exactly. Yeah. If they want to spend an hour down there chatting with them, <laughs> they're going to have to give Sipes the keys to the rink and he'll lock up because he'll he'll stay down there with them. And a lot of the times, what a lot of people don't realize is, after a game, and the way Sipes plays, he's banged up. Oh yeah. Like he probably needs some medical attention, and you know he's willing to put that off you know until later in the night or the next day um just so that he can go spend time with these people and um you know he's he's a a huge piece of our team he's a he's a great guy in the community and and uh i'm very honored to be able to um you know have shared a locker room with him and and uh get to see him kind of round out his career here in utica
2: so when a new player gets added to the roster, you know, like Colton Saucerman, who was just released to go back to his ECHL team and play in the playoffs, when they get here, he's just one of many examples. You know whose house they go to and have dinner within the first week? That's called a great team at Jamie Cypress, who we're talking about. Wacy Hamilton is with us. We'll be right back. You to the comments insider from the seventy-two Tavern and Grill on 94.9 K Rock. Let's go, comments.
0: Let's saucer pass back to Rayman and Scoop on Comets Insider. You, two come! Live from the 72 Tavern and Grill. On 94.9 K Rock. Ten Cent Wings until
4: 9 p.m. tonight. It is Comets Insider brought to you by Labad Blue, Slocum, Dixon, Pathfinder Bank. I'm Scoop, he's Rain. And the guy you're really here to see is Wasey Hamilton. And if you missed any of our conversation from earlier... We're going to have it posted later. You can get it on iTunes, Google. We'll have the social media links on Twitter at KRock CNY, Facebook, Instagram stories. Of course, you can stream K-Rock at krock.com. You can also listen with the K-Rock app. and you can ask Alexa to enable the K-Rock Utica skill. Way Hamilton here with us. We do want to mention the trio of roster moves that happened today. Comets General Manager Ryan Johnson announcing that the club has signed defenseman Derek Pratt and Connor Doherty to professional tryout contracts and as well we alluded to this in the first segment the Comets have released defenseman Colton Sosserman from his PTO uh, he is going to be rejoining his team in Idaho the Steelheads for the start of the Kelly Cup playoffs which if I was Colton saucerman I might enjoy uh, helping my, my team
2: chase a championship Talking about another great guy who just, he he kept it real, he kept it humble. He's been amazing in this community in the time that he's been here. He's been great with the fans, and the beard's fantastic. Uh, Undoubtedly, (laughs) he would tell you he'd love to be back here. Absolutely,
3: absolutely. Uh, Just uh, share some thoughts on Colton for us. Sauce was a great guy for our dressing room. Um, You know, it's tough when you come in like that, and, um, you know, you're kind of in and out of the lineup, you know. And he's a guy who's kind of been a bubble East Coast AHL guy his career and you know he's probably wanting to cement himself as an hl defenseman um and so to kind of be in and out of the lineup it it would be easy easy for him to be frustrated and and uh you know that wasn't him he was good in the locker room every day he brought a great attitude great teammate, and and he played hard when he was on the ice and um you know we're gonna miss him
2: Wacy hamilton is signed for one more year by the way Uh, it was a two-year deal at the beginning of last season can we run everybody through the career really quick though um i just i just you you want to deliver the teams while i dig out the pictures well uh, let's let's talk about your time
4: in junior with medicine hat we uncovered the hockey card (laughs) and i wonder how long it's been (laughs) since you've seen that hockey card do you have a copy of that hockey card
3: uh, well i probably, they give us a stack every year this is my last this is my 20 year old season yeah i 've probably got a stack of those somewhere at home but i haven't they 're probably in my parents at my parents place when I was still living at home it 's been a while since i've lived at home but yeah that 's a relic
2: Talk it, about the experience of playing in medicine Hat. There's, by the way, there are four of those cards left on Amazon. They are three dollars a piece. I looked it up. Uh, that's where I found that beauty right there. Three dollars. Yeah, three bucks, and
3: there's four left in stock. So go ahead. Um, Medicine Hat was uh, it was unbelievable. It's a it's a great junior hockey organization. Um, great junior hockey town. Um, for people who don't really know the story, like f- forever, I wanted to um, go the NCAA route. And, um, and I was actually, I was, I was never drafted in the WHL. And maybe I was a little bit bitter when I, I mean, that's when you're 14 years old. Um, they draft, the WHL draft is, is you get drafted so young. But that almost that basically cemented my decision to go to the NCAA and uh, try and get a scholarship and so a year a year after the WHL draft when I was fifteen, I was listed with Vancouver, so basically they took me and, and put me on their protected list, and they wanted me to come play for them and, and I told them no i 'm going to get an NCAA scholarship and and go play down south and and so they traded my rights to Medicine Hat. And, um, and when they did that, Willie Desjardins, who used to coach in Vancouver, he, he was coaching Medicine Hat at the time. And he called me. And, and I was like, listen, don't waste your time, basically. Like, you know, I'm, I, I want to get a scholarship. And he's like, well, let me just come talk to you. And So anyways, he ended up convincing me to come to Medicine Hat. And I'm very glad that he did. I had the time of my life playing junior hockey there for four seasons. Um, met my eventual wife uh, my last year playing there and uh, um, great great hockey town
4: well Joe Roberts has alluded to the toughness of the Western Hockey League and I'd be curious if you would elaborate on that a little bit
3: yeah we, we kind of have an ongoing joke through the locker room that of the three leagues in the CHL the WHL, the OHL and the QMJHL that the WHL produces the most hard-nosed guys and <laughs> patty conacher would probably agree with that patty loves western boys but um no it's uh it, it's a m- maybe more of a physical league than the ohl and the Q. but in saying that you see a lot of these guys playing in the ahl and even in the nhl a lot of tough guys come out of the ohl a lot of tough guys come out of the Q. and actually college produces a lot of you know you look at the George Perroses and Kevin Westgarth and you know a lot of tough guys come out of college too so I mean it's it's just probably more known as a, a physical league maybe that's the excuse we use because the highest scorer in the WHL never really has as many points as the OHL or the Q so that's just something we kind hang hang of hang our hat on
2: okay I think that makes perfect sense so so then after Medicine Hat, take us through with Binghamton and then Elmira. Ba- uh, a couple of games at Elmira one year. Yep, and then uh, a few, three seasons total in uh, Binghamton with the Senators yep. uh, before coming to the Comets. But we we did make sure to also grab your playing card from the Binghamton Senators you can grab that uh, also there are four in stock and they are three dollars on Amazon if you'd like to find those there there's right. some, some wasy fans out there man <laughs>
3: maybe uh
4: your namesake uh the, 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 maybe that's what
3: it's for yeah
4: your, your namesake sake, a toddler uh, has a stash of those now. there you Who knows?
3: go there you go yeah
2: Molly's her name I won't give out last names on the air but yeah Lil Wacy's growing up too man it's
3: crazy <laughs> little wasy that's kind of isn't that wild you, i mean,
4: I mean, you you want to play hockey. You never imagine something like that is going to happen. We you, got, you have a baby named after.
3: Yeah, no.
2: We've asked uh, this of you as we've interviewed you numerous times over the years and spoken to you, but there's just something amazing. Uh, you loved your time in Medicine Hat or everywhere else you've been, but something about Utica, these fans you're you're kind of uh, forever around here. Yeah. they're never going to forget Wacy Hamilton around here. They, they you're just you're respected. The fan base loves you. You just like I said, one of those guys around here. Uh, talk about. The place in your heart that Utica has.
3: Yeah, I mean it's um, my. I wasn't. Uh, my career didn't have a lot of certainty when I left Binghamton. As, you know, they didn't uh, qualify me after I was after my entry level contract finished. Yeah. And um, Travis Green gave me an opportunity here, and um, the team, the city, the fans, everyone kind of open or welcomed to me with open arms you know carter banks was in the exact same scenario that i was we came in the same year we earned contracts through ptos at the start of the season and and haven't looked back since you know it the city has kind of rejuvenated my career and and uh you know given myself and my family a place to call home for the last five years now so it's always going to hold a special place in our heart
2: They're, talk about the importance of uh, Mrs. Hamilton <laughs> you know not only bringing two beautiful babies into the world but y- you know being there for you dealing with injuries yeah. and you know being on the road half of the season all of these years yeah. and just keeping keeping you grounded I, I, we always talk about hockey moms and hockey wives and the importance to a professional athlete's career and i'm yeah. sure you know you can go play her the podcast later and she'll appreciate you saying yeah. some things about her
3: well <coughs> excuse me um, How, how should I start this? Any way you want. It, um, she, she's been very important uh, to me in my career. Um, what, a, what a lot of people don't realize is how, you know, they think being a hockey player's wife is this extravagant life and, and easy life, but it's, it's tough. Like, you know, she moves her entire life down here to be with me. Um, she leaves all her friends back home. And it's easier for, for me because I come to the rink and I have 20, 25 guys who become my buddies through the season. And, you know, there's only a handful of girls, uh, you know, wives, girlfriends within our team. And, of course, they create a bond together. And, and But as far as numbers, you know, the... She just doesn't have the support around her that I do with my teammates, and so it's tough that way. It's 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 tough moving twice a year, you know, at the start of the season and the end of the season, and um, you know when we go on the road and and I leave her with
2: you've got your buddies, two, and she's got
3: with two her. two young kids and yeah. and not a lot of help, you know. So that part of it is tough, and she's she's been a champ that way, but she's been very supportive of me and like you said, through injury, you know, there's times where I'm like, geez, like maybe maybe this is it, you know, like maybe I should try something else and and she knows how much I love the game and that that's just kind of my frustration coming out. and She'll go and, wastey nonsense. Yeah, she's like, stop. Like, you you love this game you, you know, you'll get through this and she kind of pushes me through it and, and so I'm very thankful to have her.
4: So, uh, any special plans for the off season with you and her any any cool vacation plan or are you haven't even
3: gone there in your head yet maybe well we haven't really gone there i think um you know now that we're mathematically eliminated you know you kind of s- start thinking about it maybe a little bit but um i don't know it's uh we'll, we'll try and uh well first and foremost get moved back home get settled in um you know spend some time with each of our families and and our friends and and kind of go from there we always spend some time with both of our families at uh two different lakes one her her parents are in uh they have a place in whitefish montana and my parents go to sandpoint idaho uh so we spend some time with our families there and and just try and relax and recharge for another season And,
4: and how long do you recharge before you start thinking about the next season, I mean, maybe you, you you still work out a little bit every day, but how long do you go before you start? All right, I got to kind of bear down and do some things in the gym and and on the rink. I want to work on my skating. Or when do you really start to think about that again in the off season? Um, Give yourself a couple of weeks. What do you do?
3: Well, so I'll probably take three weeks off of. Everything, obviously, skating, but just even in the gym, just just nothing, just completely recharge, let the body rest a little bit. Um, not that it's been a very busy, taxing season for me so far. <laughs> Only playing a few games, but yeah. Um, but you, you, you got to recharge mentally too. You, you know? earn it, man. You earn it. And um, so you take a few weeks off there, then you you know kind of start getting back into the gym after that time, and then probably around the start of july i'll start skating and then as you get into august you really start amping it up skating three four times a week uh towards the end of august september start of september you start skating probably five times a week um just to kind of get your body ready for the grind of the season
2: when uh zach McEwen threw down with tom sestito after afterwards the boy's got to be you're the man zach he he did it for the, he did it for the team though you know he kind of stood up and 100%. there's a respect in the locker room that you get when you're that guy that does that with somebody. We all know what Sestito is. I mean he's from Rome by the way, 20 yep. minutes away from here. Yep. So I'll be careful with what I say, and I'm, I assume you will be too. But just a quick 30 on that.
3: Yeah, you know what? When I saw him square off with Tom, I I even I didn't even say it to anyone. I just under my breath i was like what are you doing <laughs> because tom is a tough customer he's yeah. he's been a tough guy for a long time and that just goes to show you know how big zach's heart is he and you know zach is a, an offensive player on our team he you know we were rely on him heavily for goal, yeah. goal scoring and stuff like that
4: yeah, he reached that 50 milestones yeah but
3: he he is a tough customer as well like he, he's got long arms he's a big boy and he can chuck him with the best of them man. yeah he did an unbelievable job they went toe to toe and you know that was that was unbelievable he
2: basically just lost his balance at the end of it and an undrafted guy there's you know chatties like that you're like that Guys like you with that little bit of an extra chip on your shoulder, uh, we root for you, the underdogs. Yeah. And we're just... Uh, we're proud. For, yeah, Banksy's, Banksy's another one. We're undrafted. just proud of he you. He
4: almost looked like a Western Hockey League guy there <laughs> yeah. for a while, right?
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're, we're proud of your success. We're glad you're on this team. We appreciate the time tonight. A vested rooting interest in the NHL playoffs. Uh, probably be an obvious answer, but I want to let you answer it. Oh. You can just say the team and we'll move on oh well, i gotta go for calgary they've there you uh go.
3: you know to top the western conference i can't remember the last time they've done that so hopefully they'll uh they'll be a tough outcome this postseason
2: this is hamilton on utica Comets insider here at the 72 tavern and grill always a blast to talk to you very excited for the last three games of the year and of course you coming back next year take a quick break this is 94.9 k rock the voice of the utica Comets. joe roberts on the phone next
0: do they come. let's do that hockey Utica comets insider live from the 72 Tavern and Grill on 94.9 K rock and now our comets insider grindline with rain man the rocket scoop the cement head and play-by-play voice Joe
2: Cujo Roberts there's yeah there's something accurate about that rejoin to our little hockey program here. This is the final one of the season, obviously. If the Comets qualified for the playoffs, we would continue to do this. Uh, what's left? Three games, a 3-3 three and three weekend. I'm looking forward to it. It's uh, Wilkes, Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, Penguins at home. Then they go to Hershey. And then back here wrapping up the season against the Syracuse Crunch. And Scoop.
4: then I imagine Monday would be getaway day for these guys. They're all going to be you know, emptying out their lockers and,
2: and trying to get home. Exit interviews, things like that. They do all that stuff on the final day. Listen, it, it, no playoffs this year, but it's been six years of American Hockey League, second best league in the world, I've enjoyed it a lot uh, this is the first year that we have had the guy on the phone with us along for the ride, doing a great job, I think he's done spectacular this year last chance to talk to him on Utica Comets Insider here on 94.9 K Rock. so let's welcome in Joe Roberts for a couple of uh, thoughts before we, we talk to our friend Corey Hergott in our final segment with Canucks Army, Joe how are you?
1: Great guys, how are
2: you? Very, very good any uh any feelings with three games left as we're we're getting to the last weekend of the season or are you not gonna be there until the season's over?
1: Uh, you know what I, I think it's impossible to ignore uh, the feelings that are going on um, you know it sucks when you're when you're not gonna play uh, in the postseason but uh, ultimately it's uh, you know it's it's uh, a combined effort from a lot of people to learn from this season from uh, standpoint uh, of qualifying for the postseason. And um, it's all part of the process. Uh, it's part of the process with every team, every organization at every level. Uh, you make it in some years and you don't. And ultimately, we're in a very good division with some very talented teams that, uh, you know, gave us some fits down the stretch. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a tough pill to swallow. But again, it's, it's one of those things that is just uh, all part of the process, all part of the journey, and part of the big picture.
2: Joe, on a personal note for you, you come here from Kalamazoo after having the job there. Uh, it's been your first year. You haven't even been here a full calendar year yet. Your missus joins you. You've got your puppy. You settled into Rome. We've talked about all that. Uh, but on a personal level, how has this first season of Kamataki with uh, quite a bit of fandom for Utica City FC thrown in there, how has it been
1: for you? Uh, I've been so blown away by this region, by the organization, the way it's run, the passion that, starts from the top and trickles down to the people uh, that I'm in in the trenches with in the office every single day. Um, You know, it's a it's a well run organization that I've said it time and time again that that couldn't be done uh, at its high level without the support of the fans and the community. Um, And and the welcoming with such open arms for for Jessica, my wife and myself has been so uh, heartwarming. It has really been special. It's been a, a unique place. I can't wait to do it for the years to come. I, I hope we're here for a long time. Uh, if I'm lucky enough to work for this organization for a long time, I, w- I will have been very blessed. So, um, it's been a wild ride, year one. And uh, you know, let, let's get through this weekend. Let's entertain the people who are tuning in and coming to the games uh, in person. And and let's uh, let's get back to it next fall.
4: Joe, if I could just piggyback on that, I, I want to ask you about what the highlights for you are over this Comets season. And I also want to mention the Utica City Football Club, that it's been fun to watch you run around with the flag, uh, love the Comets and cars getting coffee, and you do that with the Utica City Football Club uh, footballers as well, the no. Comets cast. Yeah. Uh, what have been the highlights of the season for you so far? I, earlier I mentioned probably the Purple Heart designation as one of my biggest highlights of this year but what are some things that, that stand out to you
1: i would say uh from a personal standpoint yeah those are all all great things but you know that's just little ways to try to engage the fans a little bit more when you talk about comments and cars and the podcast and that kind of stuff um you know uh, as far as the big picture goes as far as the organization goes um, there were some really unbelievable moments. I, I get goosebumps thinking about standing on the ice at the home opener, introducing the team. And, um, you know, we went through Reed Boucher, and guess who came after number 24, number 25, Darren Archibald, and that place went bananas. And you have moments like that. You have the sellout streak. You have the affiliation extension. You have all these special moments that have been built up on the season that while uh, – you know, the, the playoff qualification isn't something that's going to happen. There are so many moments to be proud of, to to enjoy, to look back upon and say, hey, these are really special and these don't happen every day. So, um, you know, I, I've tried to take things day by day and, and just sort of appreciate what this area has to offer um, as far as its support for its organizations and teams and anything that says Utica across the chest Brings a lot of pride to a lot of people, and uh, that's special. It's not normal. I, I'd like to reiterate that it is not normal, um, but but the abnormalities of this market is what makes it so special, and it's just been uh, it's been a great ride.
2: Joe, uh, we're gonna take a quick break here, and the final thing we wanna, I guess, point we wanna make to you, I'm gonna say this on behalf of Scoop, but we are very grateful for the time that you've taken every single week to answer our phone calls at 7 30 on Mondays so that we could pick your brain about the Utica comments so thank you very much okay
1: hey I gotta tell you guys uh you know whether or not people uh notice it or acknowledge it um any market would be so lucky to have people that cover their teams with the passion with the knowledge with the dedication that you guys have and to you, Rain, and, and Scoop, and, you know, to people like Ben Burnell and Corey Hergod, who I know you're going to talk to, um, the coverage of this team is unbelievable. You guys are as vested as anybody else is in this organization, and and uh, we are truly, truly lucky to have you guys in our market uh, busting your rear ends for us every single day when you guys punch that time clock too. So uh, keep up the great work, keep doing what you guys are doing, and, and I'll see you around the odd this weekend.
2: Sounds good. See you this weekend. That's Joe Roberts. Appreciate that very much, uh, considering the source. I take that as a compliment. Let's take a quick break. Corey Hergott with Canucks Army, as Joe mentioned, will join us next. We're at the 72 Tavern and Grill at Utica Comets Insider. Our final episode of the season with 94.9 K Rocket
0: Live from the 72 Tavern and Grill for Comets Insider, it's Rain Man and Scoop.
4: Yes, indeed, Ten cent Wings until 9 p.m. tonight here at the 72 Tavern and Grill. It is Comets Insider for one final time this season. Brought to you by Lab Blue, Slocum Dixon, and Pathfinder Bank, Wacy Hamilton, our guest earlier, as well as play-by-play voice Joe Roberts. We'll have all of that on iTunes, Google later on. We'll have it podcasted. We'll have all the social media links, uh, posting links to that so you can hear it if you missed it. Final episode, of course, tonight, and Corey Hergott, Of Canucks Army joining us, and I imagine uh, it gets to be the time of year that it is, and you sort of look back on things and kind of assess the season and have some highlights, and I know one of the highlights for you, Corey, no doubt, was going to Vancouver to see Zach McEwen take the ice as a Vancouver Canuck, and one of the other things we can look back on is, you know, you, you tweeted the other day about the number 50, and how he kind of has joined an exclusive club with the Comets, with regards to that. And I wanted to let you expound on on that and the season as a whole a little bit, Corey.
5: Well, definitely, uh, you know, being uh, being able to take in Zach's first game with his family, that uh, his first NHL game with his family was was a pretty special experience for me, and something that uh, I'll I'll take to the grave with me. That was once-in-a-lifetime thing but it was also nice to see uh, not that I was there for it but it was nice to see Guillaume Brisebois make his NHL debut it was nice to see Thatcher Demko get some games in this year and show very well in them Uh, it was really nice to see Ashton Sautner get in there and, and play another 17 games this year and not look out of place at all so you know uh, Adam Gaudet coming up. He didn't have a lot of time in Utica, but but he's had a, a pretty solid uh, season up in Vancouver as well. So seeing these guys that we've seen spend some time in Utica having some success in Vancouver is definitely a, a bright spot for me. Um, as for Zach and the whole 50 thing, um, yeah, he's became the he became the fifth player in Comets history to hit 50 points in a season uh Tanner caro and and were numbers 3 and 4 this year so uh big you know for a team that hasn't been able to pile up a bunch of offense this year to have three guys putting up 20 plus goals and and 50 plus points uh you know that's a pretty good thing uh for the team and uh yeah it's just I, i'm really really happy with the way things have gone uh overall for the club this year uh you know, obviously, that would be nice to see them make the playoffs. It would have been nice to see a little bit more of a, a step from some of the kids. But uh, I think there's been some injury issues there holding a couple guys back from really uh, being able to, to fully jump into the season the way they would have liked.
2: There's a couple of, of uh, I guess, a couple of big names in Comet, the Comet's six-year history. Pascal Pelletier at 62, uh, most ever. Kel O'Reilly 61. So this is, of course, Corey Hergott with Canucks Army joining us. We're the 72 Tavern and Grill. It's Utica Comets inside around 94.9 Rock. Uh, player development is something that you kind of alluded to, and I wanted to expound on that. I want to go back to some things I saw from you on Twitter. It's at Corey Hergott, at Corey, C-O-R-Y-H-E-R-G-O-T-T. Follow him if you are a Utica Comets fan. But Alex Ald, who is a broadcaster in the Vancouver market, was talking about that earlier your comments were related to his uh to some of his words on the radio and i wanted you to share some of that with the comments fan base down here if you could
5: well alex all just has a really nice kind of as a former player he's he's got a, a a sort of a well rounded approach to how he looks at things and he's got some insight that you know maybe some of us uh who write about or talk about the team who haven't been there in an NHL room or in a, in a you know in a pro hockey room you know he's got that kind of insight that uh you know you really need to have to have a full picture of what's going on and and I, I just like the way he talked about you know, you have to realize that guys like uh, you know Yashik uh, and and Lind and Gajovic, they're they're not that far into their their pro careers, and it takes a little bit of time for guys to get up to speed. You know, not everybody is gonna come out of the gates and, and be Elias Pettersson and play in the NHL or Brock Besser or Bo Horvat. You know, the, we've been fortunate in Vancouver in the last handful of years to have a couple of these you know, exciting young players crack the roster and, uh, you know, have success right away. And it looks like Quinn Hughes is going to do that again, you know, for next season. So uh, when when they lack a little bit of patience for some of these young other guys like Cole Lind, it, it can be a little bit frustrating for me. Um, so, yeah, I like to hear guys like Alex all talking about the fact that it's, it's not black and white and every player is going to be a little bit different and there's more to it than just uh, handing out you know, prime minutes to guys who, you know, straight up weren't ready at the start of the year and, and they said they weren't. And, and it's a matter of getting those guys, uh, you know, into practices and, and having the coaching staff work with them to get them up to speed. And that's kind of what, what Ald was talking about how the, the coaching staff did that this year.
2: Yeah, I think player development and what Coach Cull has done down here is pretty solid. Uh, I mean, you got Brisbois, you got Sautz up there, you got Chatty who's developing, in my humble opinion. Uh, Quinn, Hughes, Quinn Hughes, who you just talked about. Only you. Levy who will be back next year. You're going to have a very young, very skilled uh, core of defensemen with uh, that's basically the future of the Vancouver Canucks. Scoop, go ahead. And I wanted to ask you, Corey, about two young guys in particular.
4: Jet Wu, who yeah. was just signed to an amateur uh, tryout contract. And then and, let
2: go because of injuries, yeah.
4: And and Michael DiPietro and and, and kind of what you're hoping for the future and how you... See things maybe shaking out for them next season.
5: Well, I'm really looking forward to seeing what uh, Michael DiPietro does when he gets to Utica next season. Uh, I've I haven't had the, the opportunity to speak with with the player, but I've been around him when he's been uh, interviewed, and and uh, he's a very jovial player. You guys are really going to love him getting to uh, to you know be around him on a regular basis uh he just seems like a really uh you know a happy young guy that uh he's really eager to uh to get his pro career going and to be the best that he can be um as a guy who used to play goal i i have a bit of a soft spot for goalies myself so i'm always looking to see what uh you know what the next guy is going to be like and we've been pretty fortunate having the ability to watch thatcher for the last couple of seasons so Having another guy like Di Pietro who can come in and, and uh, carry that torch is going to be pretty cool. Uh, Jet Wu, we won't see him next season until, uh, you know, uh, the end of the season again, sort of a thing, because he won't be of age to play in Utica. Uh, and I kind of wonder if he might be a guy that might end up stepping straight into the NHL uh, when the time comes, uh, you know, not that next season, but possibly the season after. But he's a, he's a right shot defenseman who plays a physical game and he can put up some points. So he kind of reminds me a little bit of how Kevin Bieksa was when he first broke in with Vancouver. And, and uh, he had a very successful career in Vancouver. So looking forward to seeing both of those guys.
2: I think we're up against our final break of our final episode this season of Utica Comets Insider. It's been a blast. First of all, the 72 Tavern and Grill, and everybody here has treated us magnificently. I'm sure Scoop would agree with me on that. Absolutely. Looking forward to hopefully doing it again next year. Labatt Blue, Slocum Diction, and Pathfinder Bank uh, have been our wonderful sponsors. And I'm I'm kind of bummed out we don't get a playoff run to continue to do this. Uh, But we do want to thank, I'd like to personally thank as well Corey Hergot for his contributions throughout the course of the season. Um, we kind of decided that we, we just had to make him a regular because of his insight and watching the games, and maybe seeing a few things we don't see, and bringing up some obviously fantastic points about this team. So I want to say thank you. I don't know if Scoop wants to add anything. Absolutely,
4: I enjoy reading you uh, and, and and you know getting your insights, the things that interest you i find fascinating and i think comets fans do as well so we thank you for your coverage and gosh i was i was so excited for you when you got to ride the ferry over to you know vancouver and 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 hang out with zach and the family
2: and uh i kind of lived a little bit vicariously through that i really enjoyed that very happy for you and he uh by the way i'm uh, gonna let you have one last word Corey. but uh there's a piece that he'll have out very soon uh he recently went over and spent some time with ashton Saltner. Uh, So tell us about that quick and uh, any last words that you have for the final episode.
5: Well, much appreciated for the nice words, fellas. And I'm, I with I've had a heck of a fun time, uh, you know, getting to you, getting to know you fellas, uh, you know, over the radio here, over the show, uh, over the last uh, season and a bit here. So uh, much appreciated on that end. Uh, I actually just finished transcribing my, uh, Sautner interview, so I'm going to be busy typing away at that tonight and tomorrow, and hopefully we'll have that going up on the site uh, sometime tomorrow. Um, it, I, I think it's going to be a pretty pretty solid piece. Uh, Ashton brought some some pretty good information about uh, life uh, as a Utica Comet and, and kind of what he's done to get to where he is, and uh, I'm excited to uh, to post that one.
2: That's none other than Corey Hergott of Canucks Army been a blast this season on behalf of scoop and myself uh hopefully we'll get to do this again in bright and early in october here on 94.9 k rock from the 72 tavern the last word is always scoops comments forever crunchies never